the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for your personal bank show with Ferrets Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with your personal bank. Now here's Ferrets Tove. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank show today. I've got a lot of stuff to cover, but first thing I want to discuss here is something I was I was talking about a, a week or so ago, and I was I've been discussing a lot about energy, green energy, and the causes, the economic uh, chaos it's been causing, you know, causing the inflation being one of the key causes of it. And by pushing green energy far too hard, too fast before it's ready, um, causing all the economic chaos. And and one of the things I, I shared is it's completely and totally unnecessary. We have what we're told something like a hundred year supply of oil. I believe a 200-year supply of natural gas, known known uh, known uh, today, you know sources of that, and you know everybody's worried about climate change and the green energy and those kinds of things, or some people are, I should say. And what what I was pointing out, and this is so interesting, is it really discounts human ingenuity. You know, technology evolves, advances, and new ideas and things come to place. Well. I said, look, give it some time. Give it a chance for either this green energy to become more efficient, for example, or some other source of energy um, come about, something maybe we hadn't even thought of yet. You know what I mean? Well, this article came out. hasn't gotten a lot of press, but I think it's extremely interesting. It states, U.S. scientists make major breakthrough in limitless zero-carbon fusion energy, according to this report. Apparently, there's a California lab that's made a monumental breakthrough in harnessing the power of fusion energy. You know, fusion is basically the the energy, the sun, how the sun develops. And and they were able to harness that, apparently, in a small, small like a sun in a box, as they called it. And it create can create energy. And apparently, it's one of the best things because it, it, it emits zero carbon, does not produce any long-lasting radioactive waste, okay, and apparently a small cup of hydrogen fuel could potentially power a house for hundreds of years. So they're saying we're, this, if this is confirmed, we're witnessing a moment of history. The scientists are super excited, and they've been working on this since about the 1950s on trying to de- harness the power of the sun in a small, controlled, manageable uh, basis so that we could use that for energy. Because like I said, the, the source, the fuel source, is salt water. And there's how much salt water in this world? Uh, one of the scientists said something like a 30 million year supply, right? And it creates no negative. It's like I said, it's like the perfect energy source. Folks, if this or something like this comes along over the next few decades, obviously this is something that's clearly several decades away, but we have a century plus of ready fossil fuels available to power our energy grid, our our energy needs, 
efficiently, effectively, cost-effectively. Yes, we can add on green energy sources and things like that when it makes sense, when it makes economic sense, right? And allow for innovation like this that could just literally take over energy sources if it turns out to be what they say it is. It could be the sort, like I said, we could be flying around like in the old cartoon, the Jetsons. We could be flying around in saucers, you know, that run on seawater, okay? I mean, we, you just don't know what's going to happen. And by pushing us so hard, that's why I find it so frustrating, it totally and completely discounts human ingenuity. And I believe that humans adapt, they evolve, and even the worst green energy critics I mean, they say, you know, the, the, the temperature of the earth is going to rise by a, a few degrees in the next hundred years. Okay, come on. <laughs> in the next hundred years, we might have nuclear fusion that works like the sun. You know, we might have our own sun in a box in each house by that point. You know what I'm trying to say? Allow ingenuity to develop and encourage it. Uh, that's where funding and some funding and stuff would make sense to me, some research and development and things like that, to find better and more efficient sources instead of shutting down what we have available and causing economic chaos. That's all I want to say about that. But I thought it was interesting this article came out like a week or two after I was talking about it in a previous show. All right, here's some, we got some interesting stuff going on. First of all, the IRS has come out with a new threshold for reporting income it used to be if you reported online income through Venmo and these other sources, the lim- the minimum was uh, 20000 a year. Well, the IRS has just lowered that to $600 a year. Now, think about that a minute. We, t- we heard, you know, talk- Biden always talking about pay your fair share, and they're always talking about taxing the wealthy and the millionaires and billionaires not paying enough tax. <laughs> Guess what? They've lowered the threshold from 20000 a year to $600 a year. You know, that doesn't sound like millionaires and billionaires to me. And so the thing is, it threatens to sweep up millions of Americans' income. There's a lot of people that sell things online or whatever and get or provide products or services, a side hustle or whatever, if you will, and they get paid through Venmo, like I said, or PayPal or whatever online. And now those are going to get reported. They're going to get 1099s. They're going to get taxed. Does that sound like to you? What Biden was saying, no one over earning less than 400000 would pay more in taxes. See, a lot of these liberals, young people, things like this, that buy into this, well, frankly, at this point, propaganda that the liberals share and the Dem- Democrats share oftentimes, and I'm sorry, it's a fact, they buy into this, and they believe these politicians. I always say, a politician, you should... Trust a politician about as much as you trust a sleazy used car salesman. I'm serious when I say that. That's the kind level of trust or believability that many of these politicians have. And that's how you should treat them, you know, with very high levels of skepticism. So when you have a, a Biden campaign campaigning stating he's never he's not going to raise taxes on anyone making less than 400000 then la- a year, and then later – Gets the IRS. This is part of, by the way, this is part of the uh, the the latest. Uh, I forget the name of the law now. It was passed by the uh, American Rescue Plan. Is what it was. It was passed with zero Republican votes. It was 100% Democrat. 
This is a 100% Democrat effort. And what they want to do, folks, remember this when it comes election time. Please, please remember this. They want to tax people who are earning less than $20,000 a year in a side hustle and more than $600 a year. I mean, that's, folks, that's chicken feed. That's, that's not, and, the, and the amount of time and effort and, that the IRS is going to spend in collecting this, they'll probably spend more money than they collect. That's typically how it operates. It's not about the money, folks. It's about control. That's what you need to understand. They want to invade in our lives and become more and more encroached in our lives. That's what you need to understand. And this, again, is a 100% Democratic effort. Zero Republicans voted for the American Rescue Plan, but the Democrats did. And again, they want to tax people making less than, on the side at least, making less than 20 grand a year. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Which kind of brings me to another um, false flag or, or takeaway, if you will. You know, the, the uh, student loan forgiveness plan has been dealt another legal blow. It looks like the uh, Supreme Court might be looking into it now. And more and more, it's looking more and more likely like it's, it's not going to happen because if you read the Constitution of our country, and that's the supreme law of the land, Congress, and particularly the House of Representatives, has control of the purse. The executive branch, the president, does not have the legal authority to spend money, tax, uh, spend money for the country. It's Congress that does. And Congress didn't authorize the student loan debt forgiveness. Biden did. He has no legal authority to do it. He even said it himself, okay? He didn't think he did, but he did it anyway in a, in a cynical attempt to buy votes, which largely worked. You know, a lot of those young people bought into that thinking, oh, my gosh, right, some of my student loans are going to get reduced, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So it's a bait and switch, right? Another bait and switch. And people keep buying into this. I, I've said this so often, particularly as the last midterm election. I'm sorely disappointed by many people that bought in to nothing more than the lies, propaganda, or bait and switch that many of these Democrat politicians put out there. People believed them. And now guess what? They're going to get to pay more taxes on income they do make on these side hustles. Okay, And, and by the way, PayPal and Venmo and these kinds of things predominantly, overwhelmingly affect younger people. They're the ones that tend to use these tools, these apps, to get paid for doing services or selling items or whatever that they do. They're the ones overwhelmingly that are affected by this. So they're going after the people that they said they wouldn't, okay? Do not trust politicians, particularly ones that like to spend our money. Remember, they have no money. The government has no money. It's only what they can get from us or what they can print, right? So there's a couple other little things that I want to share. I'll, I'll go ahead and go on this one. I've got a little time here. Pete Buttigieg, he's gotten himself in a, in a bit of trouble here recently because, again, another one of those hypocrisy things. He's been taking taxpayer-funded private jets, okay, apparently 18 times over the last year and a half or so when he could have taken commercial. And what's interesting about this, and he's, he's a big proponent of reducing greed energy, private jets are some of the worst polluters of carbon, okay, out there, period. By the way, I don't believe carbon is a pollution, a pollutant. 
I have a science degree. I remember in school, uh, animals breathe in oxygen, exhale primarily um, carbon dioxide. Plants primarily take in carbon dioxide and produce oxygen, don't they? It's a symbiotic relationship. If you reduce carbon too much, you're actually going to negatively affect plants. Think about that a minute. But that's another whole point. But what, I, what I'm getting at, why this is so important and is really coming down hard on Buttigieg, is that in 2017, the Health and Human Services Secretary, Tom Price, he was in, of course, the Trump administration, he took 25 private jet flights during that a year, that, uh, 2017, and he was forced to resign. So you have a government official, secretary, cabinet secretary, in 2017, that took 25 private jet, private flights and was forced to resign because of it. Now we have Pete Buttigieg, this past year, has taken 18 private jet flights. Is he going to be forced to resign? Is there a double standard? We know there's been one. Is it going to apply here? This will be interesting to see. Well, I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned in the next segment. I've got some really great stuff to share with you, but if you want to contact me on, on how to navigate this economic chaos we're dealing with, Contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, 866-268-4422. For more information on Your Personal Bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. So we've been discussing a number of economic factors, things have been going on that are affecting things like the IRS changing the rule reporting rules on online payments from PayPal, Venmo, these other places. It used to be twenty thousand in a year. It's now going to be six hundred dollars in a year. Interesting how we have the current administration by Biden I almost said it. Uh you know what I almost said, those of you chuckle. Um bottom line is Stating as in campaign, even as as in office as president, has said, "I'm not going to. He's not going to tax anyone learning less than four hundred thousand a year." Yet, the Biden administration, IRS, has just changed the tax rules, reporting requirements, which they're going to tax you on income over used to be anything over twenty thousand online. Now it's reduced to six hundred dollars. Interesting. That sounds like a lot less to four hundred, less than four hundred thousand to me. But you know, what what can you say? So um, I love this Buttigieg thing where he's getting. I was talking about this in the last segment, getting hammered for taking uh, taxpayer-funded private jets when he could fly commercial, and being a big green energy proponent. He doesn't believe in it for real. If he did, he wouldn't take eighteen private jet flights on our dime. We paid for it, by the way, folks. And remember, don't forget, in 2017, the uh, HHS cabinet secretary was forced to resign because he took uh, private jet flights that year, okay? So if what's good good for the goose should be good for the gander, right? To be forced to resign. But like people are saying, look, stop telling us, you you know, about, about green energy. Walk the walk, man. I mean, I agree. Either, either walk the walk. If you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk. Otherwise, you're just gaslighting everyone and you're 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 not you're just not legitimate people should see that and not condone that activity at all at all okay some other good news 
So I've got a lot of encouraging news today, so that's pretty awesome. Many of you remember the past year or so, Loudoun County, Pennsylvania, uh, I'm sorry, Loudoun County, uh, Virginia. I actually used, when I was in the Army, I was uh, stationed in Fort Myer, Virginia, which is very close to there. Um, the Loudoun County, Virginia was sort of the epicenter of the what was being taught to students and the parents being upset about it and, and hitting the school boards and all that and and the governor uh, you know republican governor of Arizona, uh, of, of of virginia you know he was elected on on cleaning up the education system getting parents control back stuff like that well it turns out that two of the top officials uh, including the uh, former loudon county superintendent has been uh, indicted uh, following criminally indicted, uh, following the rape cover-up that actually that did happen. Okay, it's 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 the fact. Okay, this is good. You know, teachers, educators should be there to protect the children, like parents expect them to do, not allow these kinds of things to happen. I'm a parent. Anyone who's a parent or grandparent understands that. You want your educators to. Um, help protect the kids, right? Well, if you're involved in covering up, you should be criminally charged and prosecuted. And I'm glad to see this is happening. And why I'm so glad about this is if this starts becoming a pattern, this starts to happen, maybe, just maybe, some of these these uh, folks who have this these crazy agenda, let's face it, that's what it is, might think twice about their agenda if there's some personal a personal responsibility thrown in there that they might be liable, okay, like losing their job or their freedom even, okay. I mean, you get uh, you get indicted on, uh, you could you could go to jail for that kind of stuff. And so my point is, this is good. We need to see more of that, okay. And hopefully we will. By the way, Sam Bankman-Fried, the cryptocurrency guy. I just have one simple question: Why is he not in jail? Why is he still allowed to be free in the Bahamas? He's got high-level Democrat connections. I get that. Shouldn't matter. Justice is blind, right? Isn't it supposed to be that way? This is a dude that belongs in jail. He stole people's money. There's no two ways about it. He stole billions of dollars. Probably one of the biggest scams, maybe one of the biggest financial scams in history. The dude belongs in jail, okay? There's no two ways about it. Hopefully we'll see that soon. In fact, he's still free is is egregious, okay? Here's some other good news. So I've been talking about ESG for quite a bit, okay? And ESG, of course, is environmental, social, and governance movement. It's where companies take a not just a fiduciary responsibility. Many of you understand what that means. Those that you don't, it means that the whoever the administrator is, whoever the advisor is, whatever, they're held, they're held under a fiduciary responsibility, which means their role, their job is to do the act in the best interest for the client. So if you're an investor, their job is to invest your money in the best, best means possible to get the best result possible to get a return. It's really quite simple. And, and, and the advisory, the financial industry is held to that standard for the most part, okay? Well, the bottom line is, this ESG circumvents that. It just says, well, in addition to it kind of it, it, it doesn't really it yeah, it replaces it. It says, look, you need to act, you need to consider environmental, social, and governance um, 
things uh, in in the investment decisions, right? Well, and it's based on what the current political, you know, whatever is popular at the time, right? So obviously, fossil fuel has been a an energy. There's been a huge attack on that, which is why much of the money for that has dried up the investment dollars to drill for oil, for example, or natural gas, because of many of these companies like Vanguard, BlackRock, and others. Um, divert investment money away from them because they're focused on this ESG stuff instead of just returns on your investments. Well, the good news is Vanguard just dropped out of the climate initiative initiative as reaction against woke investing continues. In other words, most CEOs, most investors, they want to see a return on their money. They want to go back to the fiduciary standard, which was something that was fought for and fought over for the previous decade or two. And then this ESG has kind of circumvented that. So the good news is it's gone back to they're, they're stepping away from it. And that, again, is because people are stepping up and saying, no, we don't want to see our money invested based on climate initiative guidelines versus return on investment. I mean, that's when you invest your money in a, in a company or a stock or whatever, you want to see it return, right? I mean, it's not that complicated. And so... I'm glad to see – I figured there was going to be a pushback on it if enough people got fresh, upset about it, and that's exactly what's happened. Again, it kind of goes back – we're seeing more and more of these kinds of things. I got another big one about China coming up, and I'll share that in the next segment because we're running out of time in this one. We're seeing more and more pushback, and, and when the pendulum shifts too far one way, that's just human nature, it tends to shift back the other often. So, again – these are good. These are good developments. Good developments and things to be uh, positive about. Now we're not out of the woods yet. We've still got high inflation. We still got, you know, twenty twenty three. A lot of CEOs, a lot of uh, financial experts, and everything. A lot of people are worried about twenty twenty three. What the economy is going to look like? It's going to be likely a rough ride, at that best. Okay, and if you want to navigate that and have some guarantees and increase your returns safely with guarantees, get some positive arbitrage, contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. As promised, I was sharing some more good news about some pushback that's happening, particularly on the economic front, some on the political front. But this next one's very exciting, very interesting, and it's Chinese manufacturing is quickly collapsing. Now, this is a good thing, I believe. It'll create some chaos. It'll create some transition, but in the long run, in the big term, it's collapsing. You know, here's why I believe it's a good thing. First of all, since China was opened, emerged as an economic power, I guess when you say after Nixon opened, went and opened China, that uh, Chinese gross domestic product has spanned an average of about 9% a year. Tremendous growth. China has had tremendous growth for decades. But over the last couple of years, all that has come to a screeching halt and is actually in many ways reversing. And what I mean by that is it's there's 
Nobody has attacked zero COVID policy stronger than China. I mean, there there's some horrendous stories coming out of China of people being like bolted in or welded into their homes so they can't get out, and then having a fire and everybody in the everybody in the in the apartment or wherever dying from the fire because they couldn't escape. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, draconian uh, uh, restrictions. And because of many of these kinds of things going on, and by the way, folks, once you understand something, that is the result of communism or overactive government. It's a government, I've shared with this on this show for now for several years, that if you give the government too much power, inevitably it will take use that power and it will use it in a negative or evil manner, okay? It'll use it for their best interest versus the people, okay? Well, China, that's happening. And with this severe COVID shutdowns, it's still continuing in China as we speak. Manufacturing has slowed down. In fact, many companies like Apple and things like that are having trouble, which I'm not unhappy about because there's many accusations of Apple essentially using slave labor to create iPhones. They're not the only ones, by all means, but they've been some of the highest profile case. It's a good thing that they're looking in other places like Taiwan and other countries, India and various other places, for manufacturing. It needs to be diversified. You know, manufacturing got too concentrated into one country, into China. Even if China had been a benevolent player and had done nothing wrong, so to speak, from a human rights standpoint or anything like that, not diversifying, concentrating all of your eggs in one basket. As an investor, we all know this. You don't go and buy one stock. Even if that stock is the greatest stock in the in the ever ever in the history of stocks. And the reason is simple. Too much risk. If something goes bad, something goes wrong, even out of their own, that company's control, let's say, you can be devastated financially. That's why you diversify. Well, it's no different with energy policy. We should have all of the all on the board. I've shared this many, many times. We should use green energy. We should use gas, oil, coal, you name it. Nuclear, all in the above. Okay? That's diversification is what gives you strength and minimizes risk. Same thing with manufacturing. By spreading the manufacturing into different parts of the world, different countries, both regionally. What if you have a natural disaster? right? And you're concentrated in one region, one area. It causes supply chain issues, right? Disruptions in production, okay, at the very least. By diversifying into different countries, different regions, different parts of the world, you you minimize the downside risk. It's quite simple. But again, it's interesting how as human beings, business, business leaders are as guilty as anyone. They're human too. They get this herd mentality where everybody goes to China for manufacturing. Well, it's good to see that that is changing and changing rapidly. And I I have to say, I believe in the long run, this will be a very, very good thing for economy, for, for all economic development and all those kinds of things by diversifying, reducing risk. Okay. There'll be some transition pain. I get it. I understand. But this is a good thing. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, this is another positive we're getting out of COVID, I believe. I've shared many times some of the other positives that, that I, I got personally and many people. Is, you know what? Spending more time with your family. 
You know, working from home more allows you to do those kinds of things if you take advantage of those opportunities. So there's ways to make lemon out of lemonade is what I'm trying to say there. So we're running up hard on another break. I'm going to finish up in the last segment. i got a few other good things I really encourage you to share. So I guess today, like I said, it's kind of an upbeat message. There's a lot of really encouraging things. Okay, there's some negatives, but there's some encouraging things. But if you want to learn how to navigate this high inflation environment we're still in, increase your rate of return, reduce your taxes, gain control of your money, get positive arbitrage, contact me. Toll free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, 866-268-4422. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. All right. So let's, I've been really upbeat today. I do have to share a couple of things that are maybe a little bit not so upbeat, kind of downers, but important to know. And I think this is of, of real value going forward, and particularly when you're thinking about, I, I've mentioned this a number of times, there's just a lot, a lot of people, a lot of experts, a lot of CEOs that are really concerned about 2023. And why is that? Why are they so concerned about 2023? Isn't inflation starting to peak? And starting to come out down? I don't know. Maybe that could be the case. But here's one of the big reasons. And one of those big reasons is this. Fully two-thirds of the American economy is supported by consumer spending. That's been true for decades now. Okay? So the consumer really dictates our economy more than anything else. And this is from J.P. Morgan Chase, CEO. He stated that he believes that going into this COVID shutdown, this is a fact, the Americans on average had the highest amount of savings in history. Part of the reason, not going into it, but going into it and through the process, and a big part of the reason was the government, as I've stated this many times, helicoptered an unprecedented amount of money into the system, well over $6 trillion in a couple-year period. Extra money was pushed into the system, okay? That's a big part of what caused this inflation that we're dealing with. Everything costs more. We all know this. You see it every time you go to the gas station or the grocery store. So people went into it with, strong, on average, stronger, more, more savings, more monies available. We've seen also a number of things, though, that are not so pretty. And that is I've seen numbers upwards of 70% of Americans are tapping into savings to pay basic expenses, food, housing, clothing. And this J.P. Morgan Chase CEO has now stated he estimates the average American will start running out of savings, running out of extra money in mid-2023. Now, he's a pretty smart guy, all right? I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but he's a pretty smart guy. And he's got some data and some information that probably is pretty valid. And you run the numbers, and it makes sense. What starts to happen as more and more people run out of those extra dollars? Well, they start getting into economic problems, right? And that's what can start to create recessions. They start spending less because they don't have the money to spend. They start getting a bind where they can't pay their bills or can't pay cover the ex- basic expenses. And so people start losing homes and such, right? 
these are all the things that contribute to recessions. These are the indicators. These are the things that happen. This is a very, very big concern. The, the problem is it's really high. If this is true, and there's every indication to show that this is the case, at inflation, we're still near 40-year highs. It's highly, highly unlikely that by mid-2023, we're going to be back to lower back to normal numbers. In other words, inflation may not be as high as it is now, hopefully not, but it's probably still going to be elevated, which means you have people that are starting to run out of money, running out of the ability to cover their expenses, and things still cost more than they ever have. And, and, and please forget, this. Never, don't forget this. One of my clients pointed this out. He goes, you know, if you think about it, let's say this past year, average inflation was around, let's say it was averaged around 7%. According to CPI numbers, it's probably 7 8% num- range, right? Well, it was high the six months before that. And this is all cumulative. So if you, you have higher than average inflation, say the year, two years in a row, and let's say you average 7% each year, that means everything costs 14% more than it did two years prior. It's not like, it's like a rubber band. Inflation tends to operate in, it's spread. It's painful when it expands, right? But then it goes back. When it goes back, it rarely goes back to where it was. It's it's stretched. So in other words, things are going to probably cost more long. Probably cost more than they did say a couple of years ago. Maybe for the rest of our lives. And that's sad, especially when you get somebody. Uh, uh, if the average American is in getting into a financial pinch. This could cause some very, very serious economic problems, okay? Recessions. That's why a a recession, whether it's a mild or significant one, hard to say right now, but it could cause a significant recession if this inflation continues. This is a very, very big danger. Now, the positive side of that, the positive, there's there's always a yin and a yang, right? There's always a positive and negative. And one of my mortgage broker guys, uh, clients, shared this the other day or a couple of weeks ago with me, and I've shared this on the show a few times. When infl- interest rates go up, there's always winners and there's losers. I mean, in general, the stock market tends to not do so well. Real estate tends to not do so well. And, you know, that's been the stock market in particular has been particularly obvious, right? It's been very obvious in 2022. Stock market's been, it's been a rough year. <coughs> Excuse me. Real estate market in many many places, like Phoenix, we've been watching it very closely. Has already tipped over the peaks, and in many many places, about twenty percent from the peaks down already before the end from the peak of say early mid twenty twenty two to the end of twenty twenty two because of higher interest rates, costs more to borrow money, mortgages more. Right, it's pretty simple. That's probably going to continue, at least for the foreseeable future. Likely through 2023 is what most experts say, and I see nothing to dis- dissuade me from that. That seems to be the case. So if you're looking to buy property, you might want to wait until mid-late 2023 at least, okay? And uh, the stock market, who knows? We'll see when the things start to get better. It tends to move quicker. But my point is people are going to get hurt. And as people get hurt, opportunities will present themselves, but then things also, when interest rates go up, like I said, stocks, real estate tend to tend to go down. But interest rate sensitive assets go up. 
So what's interesting is the personal bank concept. We've got 6% dividends insured, guaranteed tax-free now through 2023, by the way. Guaranteed through 2023. And most likely, all the companies are saying the same thing, will be higher in the future because of the higher interest rates. And in a normal interest rate environment, dividends are typically 7 to 8%. Well, folks, that gets very interesting because you start pushing 7% insured, guaranteed, and tax-free. Think about that a minute. How would that compare to, say, a taxable investment? And I include IRAs and 401ks in that because IRA and 401ks are not tax-free. They're tax-deferred, which means you defer the tax each year as the money's rolling, it stays in the account. But when you take it out, you're going to pay tax on it, aren't you? And depending on your tax bracket, let's say you're in the 25% state and federal, well, an 8% taxable return equals 6% tax after tax or tax-free. So a 6% tax-free account guaranteed, insured, and tax-free is equivalent to an 8% taxable account. And I don't know about you, but how many accounts are growing at 8% annually each and every year consistently? I, I'll give you the last decade or so, stock market was great. Real estate was great. No, no that's a fact. Some of the greatest increases in asset values in real estate and stocks we've seen, well, in history. Is that going to continue in the next decade? Well, <laughs> history tells us highly unlikely. High, high interest rates tell us, no, it's not going to happen, is it? So my point is, can you get an 8% return consistently? After t and then after tax, it would be about 6%, depending on your bracket, of course. Well, if the answer is no, look at your personal bank. It's guaranteed, it's sure, and tax-free. Contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, it's 866-268-4422. You got nothing to lose to check it out. That's all I'm saying. Now, the last few minutes I have here, I want to share last few thoughts. And I guess, you know, it's one's a bit of a downer, and, and this is – well, here, I'll just read the article. It says, Biden invites drag queen to attend bill signing at the White House, and he, he, he attended, invited him to attend the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act. Now, folks, a drag queen being at the ceremony to sign for something called the Respect for Marriage Act is nothing but disrespect. I'm sorry. A drag queen has nothing to do about respect for marriage at all. But even the bigger picture of that is how embarrassing. What a freaking clown show. And, and what I mean by that is these people that are in charge, this administration, this Biden administration, lacks any, any credibility. I mean, you've got they're a laughing stock, in my opinion, and most people around the world would agree. I mean, you want to talk about these are the people that are supposed to represent us. And that's why I find it, you know what, that's part of the reason why I find it so offensive that so many people vote for these kind of folks because they're just a freaking embarrassment. I'm sorry. There's nothing serious at all about a transvestite or whatever, a drag queen, I'm sorry, a, tra a drag queen, Attending a ceremony for a, 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 a law called Respect for Marriage Act. 
That's a freaking clown show. And these people should be roundly condemned as exactly that. Nothing but a three-ring freaking circus. And I find it offensive. I find it embarrassing. And you know what? That's not politically correct, and I don't care. More people that agree with that, and by the way, my opinion, way more people agree with that than these what these people do. Need to say that, speak up, and share your feelings. I'm offended. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. These there's there's no seriousness. These are completely unserious people and should be dis- treated as such and discounted as such and should never be in charge of anything. They should be in charge of a lemonade stand, much less of our government, if this is how they're going to operate. They're, they're an embarrassment. You know, if you had somebody like that who ran a company, you run them out of town. Okay? We would because they're embarrassing, Deep, deeply unserious people. The last thing I want to share is, and since it's the holiday season, and so I think it's important to do this, is the Salvation Army. You know, a lot of people donate to it, and they do do a lot of good in feeding and, and, and housing people, but you need to know where your money's going. And 10% of the money goes to the National Salvation Army, which is now promoting well, racist, a racist agenda. It's a, it's, there's no other way to put it. So... Yes, 90% of the money that goes to them goes to local outfits. It does do some good, but 10%, you're funding racism, folks. If that's where you want to send your money, that's your choice. But just think about it. Don't support stuff that you don't believe in. Don't give money to things that you don't believe in. That's part of how you can make a difference. It's, it's, that's why these, like I was sharing in the earlier segment, Vanguard has stepped away from this ESG movement on investing because enough people and enough people said, you know, we're not going to put our money with you because we don't agree with what you're doing. Well, if you don't agree with what a a charity is doing, nobody's forcing you to give them money. Find another charity that actually does some good and doesn't shove political biased racism, because that's what it is, down our throat. Stop supporting that. We can't support things that 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 denigrate our society and that don't agree with. Stop supporting those things. Find out where your money's going and go elsewhere. There's plenty of other great charities out there. Find one and support them instead. Last thing I want to share with you is if you want to navigate this crazy economic chaos and this high interest environment, you want to take control of your money. Your personal bank's a great place to look into it. If you want to learn more, contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, it's 866-268-4422. And in God we trust. It's still on our money, folks, so let's stick to it. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and writers may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare it when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and bake line of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.